0: Good morning, and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan Podcast. My name is Brendan McClennahan, and I am your host. And this week, I am joined by a couple of guests, very special guests, all the way from the Philippines, Tom and Kristen Berzma. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Good morning. Um, hey, would you guys just give us a, I mean, you guys have been in the Philippines for how long? Uh, 18 years, 18 years. Okay. So you guys have been in the Philippines, 18 years. You guys are originally from Holland. You guys are, were kind of, you know, you guys have been part of victory point since forever. Um, and, <laughs> and would you guys kind of just give us a snapshot, especially for people who may not know you or may not be familiar with your ministry, just where you guys are at, why you're there and uh, what kind of life looks like for you right now?
1: Sure. Uh, yeah, we, we came to the Philippines to be church planters, and church planters is about making disciples and connecting people, raising up leaders, planting churches, so our passion is the the truth of the gospel, and that's why we came to the Philippines. Uh, we were on a remote island for 14 and a half years, and while we were there, we worked in a in the northern part first, that was very remote, and then later, slightly less remote. And during those times there, we lived right in with the culture. They uh, speak Biko, and we learned Tagalog before we went in. We're both fluent in Tagalog. Uh, we understand Biko a little bit. And during our years there, we, the, our, our energies were focused on sharing the gospel and leading people to Christ and discipling them. And about two years ago, we God called us to Manila, and we've been in Manila now for two years, because I said that already. Um, and yeah, and our, our roles have changed from being grassroots church planters to a little more focused on administrative work.
2: Well, and facilitating people in grassroots
1: church planting, I mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. So we work a lot with our missionaries to equip them, to help them, pastoral care. Uh, so that they can go out and plant churches, lead people to Christ. Hmm. So what do those church
0: planters or what do those networks need from you guys the most?
1: Probably, really, uh, I would say more than anything else is pastoral care. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, Like, I think sometimes we elevate missionaries as amazingly godly, incredible people, but we have all the brokenness, pain, struggles that, Everybody else has, and the mission field can be really hard. It's a it's a very hard job, and um, that leads to people with a lot of struggles and hardships. And so we're there sometimes just to listen, sometimes to help, um, uh, and we do all that we can to invest so that the missionaries thrive and they can continue with the work.
0: Wow, that's really sweet. I would love to talk to you a, a lot longer about how you guys equip. People and why pastoral care is such a key uh, skill and ministry for church planters who usually think of as like these pioneers and (laughs) people who are just going to charge forward and maybe have left emotions behind them. But we have real (laughs) spiritual, emotional needs that need to be met in order to be able to, you know, stretch out and mission confidently. So thanks for the work you guys are doing there. And I know it's a, a shift. you guys from what you're doing before and sometimes that's what God throws our way right and um, just that flexibility um, which I'm sure we'll get to talk a lot more about but hey so for the Bible reading plan uh, podcast what we normally do uh, for those of us who are new to this and you guys are new to this too um, is uh, we we have a, a list of scriptures that kind of that we are following throughout the week. Uh, usually it's an Old Testament, a psalm, another Old Testament or prophet, and then it's a New Testament and a gospel. And, um, and that kind of gives us a really steady diet of scripture uh, regularly that we attach ourselves to, anchor ourselves on. And so what we're doing in this podcast is reading those scriptures out loud. Um, it's just a different way to engage the scriptures together when you hear someone else read it to you. And then we're engaging in some conversation. And I've found that the, the best way that people have been engaging with the podcast is to pause it, not listen to it until they've read the passage first. And then they come back to it, they get a lot more out of it. Not saying that's how you have to engage it, but um, I hear from a lot of people that's uh, how they get the most out of it. So um, if that helps you, great. Um, so what we'll do is um, either Tom or Kristen, um, one of you guys could read Uh, our first passage for today um, which is exodus 12 verses 1 through 14 and then we'll talk about what god seems to be saying to us out of the scriptures would one of you mind reading that for us
2: sure the lord said to moses and aaron in egypt this month is to be for you the first month the first month of your year tell the whole community of israel that on the 10th day of this month each man is to take a lamb for his family one for each household If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are. You are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with what each person will eat. The animals you choose must be year-old males without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month, when all the members of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and the tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. That same night, they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire, along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. Do not eat the meat raw or boiled in water, but roast it over a fire, with the head, legs, and internal organs. Do not leave any of it till morning. If some is left till morning, you must burn it. This is how you are to eat it, with your cloak tucked into your belt, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. Eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. This is a day you are to commemorate. For the generations to come, you you shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord, a lasting ordinance.
0: Thanks, Kristen. So, as you read this passage, um, what seems to be standing out to you both about, about this? Maybe uh, what's one thing? I, and we, we mentioned this before, before we hit record, but um, we're really interested in, in uh, you know, there's a thousand things we could say about any given passage. We're really interested in maybe what's the one thing that's grabbing you today. Um, so, what, what seems to be grabbing you guys out of this passage?
2: Okay, for, for me, it's, it's God sending them on a journey. And they don't know where they're going. And it's kind of stressful. He's got all these things he wants them to do and and they don't know why. Um, And yet he's trustworthy in the journey and he's got a whole huge plan that we're gonna see in succeeding books that's coming. This is just that little start of that whole huge journey and that you can see when you look at the rest of the Bible just how trustworthy he is, even though they have no idea what's going on here.
1: Mm-hmm. And I feel
2: like these days we often just are like, God, what are you doing? You yeah. have no idea what is going on. Um, but you can see that other people have walked through that with the Lord and that he's been faithful.
0: Hmm. So basically they're, they're about to embark on a journey. They don't even know what it's going to involve.
2: And no. they're being
0: asked to do strange things like
2: yeah. wipe Most the than- lamb's
0: blood over their doorpost. <laughs> you
2: know?
0: And they're like, okay, okay. Um, in retrospect, it makes sense, you know, maybe. Um, but, but in the moment, it was probably really, really puzzling what they're being asked to do. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, thanks for drawing that out. And, like, we experienced that, too, right? Like, there's, yeah. there's a certain mystery or confusion about the journey around what What is God actually up to. In retrospect, maybe it'll make sense. But in the moment, it's like, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that, Kristen. How about you, Tom?
1: Yeah, so my family, we read the Bible almost every day. And something that my oldest daughter said for years, she's like, Dad, is there a story we haven't read yet? Because we've read a lot of the narratives, most of the narratives. And so I'm always looking for those narratives that we haven't read yet. And they're kind of hard to find. But uh, we've started just recently as a family to read through the book of Leviticus. Um, And Leviticus is, of course, a, a great Picture of Christ as we learn about the sacrifices, the day of atonement, and forgiveness of sins. And there's so many passages in there that are pointing to Christ. And of course, this passage is pointing to Christ. And there's a picture of the gospel that we have right here uh, Mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. And you can see it in a couple places. I think one where it really stands out is verse 5. It talks about a lamb that is without defect. And as we know, that's pointing to Christ. That's a, that's a type, uh, it's a symbol of Christ who was the perfect sacrificial lamb. Um, and as we scroll down, how, how, is, how, are, how is Israel saved? That's the question. Israel is saved all those that put the blood on the doorpost. And so we again see the picture of Christ that it is through blood that the angel passes over all those that don't have the blood there is destruction loss of the firstborn, and all those uh, yeah those who don't have it those who have the blood on their host is salvation and God passes over them Um, my wife and I in 2006 had a very powerful encounter with the gospel Um, and it, it Kristen and I we both say it changed everything for us it changed our whole lives, it it changed. We were missionaries then. (laughs) We went out to the mission field and we had a grasp of the gospel. We knew it, we were saved, and yet there was something lacking in both of us through a teaching that was put on with World Team, our organization, uh, we listened to this and it just changed us. For the first time, we felt the love of God in new and powerful ways. And so when I see in here a picture of the gospel um, uh, here, in the Old Testament, I think, to me, it's just very exciting to see to see Christ here. Mm.
0: Yeah, thanks for that. So definitely it points forward to the sacrifice of Jesus and reminds you kind of like just the salvation story that we're all included in that becomes new to us, even as believers uh, can be reawakened in us and revealed to us in new ways. Um, something that, that stuck out to me was... Um, I mean, a couple of things, the whole, like, um, they're uh, about dividing it. The lamb shall be divided in proportion to the number of people who eat it. And it was just a reminder to me, this is a barbecue. (laughs) You know, this is a feast. (laughs) They're having a feast, you know, and God is giving them a feast in the middle of uh, this terrible, terrible uh, plague. And um, they're called to feast and remember God in the midst of the plague and um and give thanks you know and to offer something back to god but in offering it they also get to feast on it too and i just think that's a a beautiful picture of of what we're called to do as uh followers of jesus um to feast on him you know um to to, i mean uh the last week's passage i believe talked about um jeremiah saying i i took your word and i ate it you know And uh, Jesus said, uh, you know, you you cannot follow me unless you eat my blood and drink my, I'm sorry, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And which is really confusing, but Jesus becomes, he's the bread of heaven. He said, I'm the bread of life, right? Like, and when he he says, you know, to, to feast on me, it's pointing back to this. And I just think of that nourishment that's provided for the Hebrew people, even among even amidst a plague when they're told to stay in their houses, you know, there is a feast. And so I can't help, but, um, think about how that applies to us today in our plague of, you know, history and, um, you guys who are experiencing that differently, um, uniquely. Um, so I, I was just thinking about that and like, in what ways am I able to feast on, um, Christ and in my salvation, even when I have to stay in my house and when there's, um, you know, uh, danger all around us in the world. So um, that's kind of what I was thinking about too. Any other thoughts you guys want to add to this passage?
1: Uh, Just a side note, verse 12 talks about uh, God bringing judgment down on the gods of Egypt. You know, when we think of the plague, sometimes we think of it kind of God against Pharaoh, but really it was God against bringing judgment showing that showing himself strong like mm-hmm. who you know Moses says this is God I am and feels like I don't know who that is I'm not, I'm not gonna trust in that name mm-hmm. and each if you study that each um, plague all I could think of was a the olive word Salo there each plague is uh, judgment on those specific gods the God of the Nile the frogs the the light the the cattle and you can go down and see just how God showing that he is the one true God right. and the other
0: false. Yeah, that's cool. So, the way that God shows up, not just executing judgment against like evil people, but executing judgment against the gods of Egypt to show himself to be the one true God um, that that Pharaoh can ought to be worshiping. That's cool. Well, thanks, guys. Um, I'm looking forward to the rest of this week's podcasts. So all you listeners out there, tune in tomorrow morning, and we'll be back to read a psalm together. And for today, go in peace, and may you uh, feast on Jesus today. Uh, May you be reminded of your salvation and the story that you're caught up in, um, and go in peace. All right, bye, everybody.